Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today, we've got a great malicious compliance story all about getting a refund. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, small malicious compliance, but very satisfying. Years ago, when flip phones were the hot thing to own, I worked in a factory making paper. Six people in each shift, constant watching the machine process in case of wrinkles, tears, or sometimes fire. Paper dust in the air had the habit of falling on fast-moving parts of the machines, and presto, almost instant fire. We usually had several small fires every year, but nothing we couldn't handle. We had all worked there 10 years or more, so the trust was high. Then we did our work, and our floor manager, John, never had to direct us to do something until one really special day. Something to know about the factory... It was big, really big. So north of it was a workshop with mechanics ready to help us and the other companies in the same building. East of us were loading bays and ramps for trucks. South was another company that laminated and printed paper. West of us was an area rented out short time. Sometimes a mess hall for showing products and other times shop and warehouse for sport equipment. Everything under the same roof. This is where the problems began. After one of the worst fires we had, I was on vacation while my coworkers tried to keep the fire as small as possible until the firemen arrived. Three people ended up with smoke inhalation damage and two of them were okay after a few days. Paul, on the other hand, got lifelong damage. He could still work, but when a company repaired our floor, they used epoxy sealing of cracks, and Paul could suddenly not breathe. Team leader drove him to the hospital, and after inhaling Brickinil, he could breathe again. We now knew how badly damaged his lungs were, and any strong chemical could kill him. I had years of experience working with strong chemicals, so it never bothered me, something that would come into play later. Months after this, we changed work schedules and our shift only worked weekends. Sweet deal, with extra pay. Only hassle were the burners that would dry the paper. They could sometimes be a pain to fire up, as the safe nature-friendly LPG had problems to start in cold weather. No problems. While we waited for those to work, you could start the rest of the machines that were driven by electricity. Do you all remember the warehouse west of us that sometimes got rented out? Well, for some unknown reason, pressure perhaps, their ventilation pipe was directly over the panels we used to control our machines. Sometimes we could smell the leather of jackets being sold next to us. One summer they sold strawberries there, and after work, we all went there and filled our cars. Those strawberries were dirt cheap. One Saturday, someone had the bright idea to just rent the place for the weekend and spray paint their big lawnmower. We felt the fumes right away. You guessed it. Big rush to the hospital with Paul again, and I had a nice talk with the guy. At this time, we were part of the European Union, and as I'd worked with chemicals, I knew the papers you had to sign, the people you had to talk to, and the documentation you had to bring with the chemicals, just to take the chemicals inside a factory. He had none of that. We talked with the company that owned the factory, and they promised to never let this happen again. That promise lasted four months. When I arrived one morning, I saw that the chimney on the factory had no smoke. 
Odd, I thought, as some of the earlier guys usually fire up the burners right away as they could be tricky. After changing clothes and ready to open the door to the workplace, I felt it. Nauseating, strong chemical fumes, enough to melt wallpaper. I took a big breath, held it, and rushed to the coffee room. That was soundproof and had rubber insulation at the door, but inside I could still feel the fumes. Half of the guys were there drinking coffee, the rest of the guys had taken Paul to the hospital again. It was really bad this time. Everything was shut down as nobody could work with fumes like that. They had opened up every door and window they could, but it would take hours before any work could be done. They had talked to the new guy renting the west area and he had apparently spent the whole night spray painting a combine harvester and the fumes had gone directly to us. Now we come to the malicious compliance part, finally. While we're sitting there drinking coffee, chatting and waiting for the fumes to go away, in comes the floor manager. I have never seen John that angry and while he never said so, I assume he got a call from the CEO that ripped him a new one as the numbers on the computer said we were all working and produced zero paper for an hour. John must have felt the fumes, but still chewed us all out, even after we explained about the fate of Paul. He was adamant that it wasn't that bad, and every minute the machines don't run is costing the company money. So I stood up and said to the others, you two, stay, and I go with John to start up the burners. He followed me out while I... A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. I casually chatted with him, trying to look so unbothered of the fumes that I could. We had several panels to start, so I slowly walked to the first one. I felt the fumes, but I could handle strong chemical fumes, as I'd done it before. It seemed like the burners were on my side this day, as they absolutely refused to start. Even when they struggle, they usually get the hint about what I want them to do in 10 or 15 minutes, but this day they were extra obstinate. When we got to panel number two, John looked a little green in the face, but as he wanted us to work in the fumes, let us do that. Same problem with the burner again, and I looked at my watch. 
We had been in the fumes for over 30 minutes now. Even I started to feel dizzy and nauseous by now. Not that you could see it on my face. I looked happy as normal while working on starting the machines. When we came to the third and last machine, John gave up. He was white in the face and said with a low voice, Perhaps we could wait a while until the fumes cleared up? Whatever you say, I said with a grin. John never yelled at us again, and I had a warm feeling when I think about that day. Fallout, on Monday, the mud really hit the fan, and safety in the place suddenly became priority number one. We had many visits from state departments, sometimes in suits, and other times in white lab coats measuring this and that. Several machines had to be rebuilt with extra added security features. Work accidents went from five a year to just one, or numbers like that, I'm guessing here. It had a massive effect, and it probably cost a pretty penny to fix. Paul, however, never got really well again, but he retired early and got a hefty compensation. Not only the pay he would have received for the years he should have been working until pension, but also damages both from the company, but also from a special pot of cash the union had for moments like this. Not that it can compensate for lifelong asthma and inability to run more than a minute. Sorry for the long story, with small part of malicious compliance, but I wanted to get it off my chest. 100% this place should have been reported and investigated long before it got to even that point where OP's in there for 30 minutes, risking legitimately their life to try to turn these burners on. I mean, I know they dragged John along with them, but I would not take the idea of, oh, I can handle strong fumes very well, as a positive thing in my work environment. That said, our next story is, ex-boyfriend told me to freely tell anyone anything about him, so I did. I'm 39 year old female and 8 years ago I was dumped by my ex, he's 44 now. I'm usually on good terms with my exes but that one was a piece of work. He body shamed me, apparently a woman weighing 64kg is extremely fat and unappealing. He forced me to do things I hated and he cheated for half a year, not wanting to break up until we go on two trips paid by me. He made a point of telling me in which ways his new girlfriend is better, smarter, read agreeable, and thinner. It was so bad I ended up in a mental ward. Oh, and he told me that no one would believe me anyway, and nobody cares how he treats women, so I'm free to bench online about it. Okay then, I got better, calmed down, and started benching. I wrote a don't hire that one post. He has an extremely rare surname. Only ones I know are either his family or a world famous athlete. It helped me a lot. I wrote how he can't keep a job for more than half a year because he thinks that he's smarter than anyone and argues instead of doing what needs to be done. How his references are fake because these are his friends' contacts, not his employers. How he puts a gazillion of courses in his CV to wear the reader out. His CV is 30 pages long. Ain't nobody got time for that, so they won't catch to how little experience he actually has. How he's sure that sleeping with a business contact could be helpful for business, and that sometimes women needed to be beaten up to see light. It's all very true. I have screenshots of chats to prove it. Oh, did you mean that I can tell about our breakup, but not about your professional life? Well, you didn't specify. I'm moderately popular at social media, so a month or so later, an HR contacted me to clarify. Apparently he applied for a position. Well, I saw it too and he didn't get it. It happened twice more, but I suppose a lot more HRs checking social media just read my post silently. One time some bikers contacted me for his phone number. He apparently wrote about a girl, a well-known racer who died in a crash, trashing her as a dumb bench who deserved it. 
I suppose that phone call didn't end very well. I check on him once every two years or so. No career, no family, girlfriends are apparently way smarter than me and run away screaming after half a year tops. I suppose that someone did believe me after all, and I'm happily married to a great guy and am a bit famous professionally. Stupid, fat, and ugly me. I feel like if anything, having a 30-page CV is a surefire way to not have your CV actually retained, looked at, or really even considered. I'm gonna be honest, if I'm an interviewer looking for a CV and somebody sends in some thesaurus of a CV, lord knows I'm not gonna spend the time trying to look through all of those phony certifications. Does anybody really care about most of those certifications anyways? Our next story is the weeds in the parking strip. I just remembered this one. Shortly after I left home, my mom bought an old Victorian house. The yard was completely overgrown and a lot of work was put in cleaning it up, trimming trees and shrubs, etc., but the tall grasses in the parking strip she left alone because they were pretty. I don't know if the previous owner had planted them or if they were just weeds. The fire department knew that they were weeds, and a fire inspector left a notice on the door telling her to cut them down. I forget how far. She did not. Two weeks later, another notice. Two more weeks, and the fire inspector actually stops to talk to her. He explains the size of the fine if she doesn't comply and so she finally does. But by the next year, the grass has grown tall again, so the whole story repeats, exactly like the previous year. Fire inspector was not happy, so mom did some research. It's true, city ordinance said grass and weeds had to be kept cut. So the third year rolls around, and by late summer, the grass is growing high. Fire inspector didn't even bother with the notices this time, and he was clearly peeved. Are we going to have to keep doing this every year, he asked. Mom smiled and said, oh no, I fixed it all now. And then she showed him the receipts and tags from the decorative grasses she'd bought at the garden store that spring, along with a copy of the pertinent city ordinance. You see, while the ordinance required weeds and grass lawn to be kept cropped, they permitted decorative plantings of any height. She lived in that house for several decades and never mowed the parking strip after that. I'm surprised there wasn't just some uproar from this person and an immediate hastily made new ordinance put in place, but I guess that's probably more of an HOA kind of thing to do, not necessarily a city ordinance thing. There's actually a little bit more hoops you usually have to jump through to do something like that. Our next story is, followed special instructions left by customer. I work at a pizzeria that offers delivery service. At the time, I was driving a crappy car with a broken headlight that was held in place with duct tape. I had to replace the tape every so often when it got old and didn't hold the headlight anymore, so I just carried a roll of duct tape in my car at all times. You'll see why this matters later. A couple of years ago, I got a delivery order with one cent pre-tipped on the card. They also requested no contact delivery, so I was supposed to just leave the pizza there on the ground and not wait for them to answer the door. In the special instructions they wrote leave pizza on door i figured it was a typo and they really meant doorstep or maybe english wasn't their first language nevertheless instructions were given and it was my job to follow them remember that roll of tape i mentioned earlier yeah this is where that comes in i took the roll of duct tape and taped the pizza box to their front door they never called the store to complain i never got in trouble and they always left a four dollar tip anytime they ordered pizza after that. I'm just imagining this is like some wooden door and when they pull that duct tape off to free the pizza, the pizza box doesn't just come free, the paint on the door also comes free. Or even better if it's like a really hot environment or like the pizza itself heated up the duct tape so it has that god awful duct tape residue stuck to the door when they pull it off of there. 
Our next story is, can't refund an item bought at 70% off? Fine, give me a cash refund at full price. This happened a couple of years ago at Canadian Tire with one of their Mastercraft tools that often go on sale for huge discounts. We were helping my in-laws clear out old belongings when they were moving, and I found an impact wrench that looked unused with a two-year-old, edit, probably much older, receipt attached. Father-in-law said that there was always a problem with it, so he never used it and forgot to return it. I decided to try and return it to Canadian Tire since they have long warranties on their products. The CSR looked at the receipt for $60, on sale from $200, and said, You can't return this item with this receipt. Too much time has passed and the receipt is useless. I tried explaining that there were issues with it, but she didn't believe me. I googled the issues right there, and it came up as a recall item for the exact reason I stated. I showed it to her, and she begrudgingly agreed that I could return it as a recall. She asked for the receipt back so she could refund me, and I said no. Too much time has passed and the receipt is useless. She glared at me and processed a cash refund for $225 plus including taxes. Yeah, I mean it goes both ways, it's nice that there's a recall thing. Honestly, the thing I'm shocked most about is that you have a receipt from two years ago that still actually is good. I swear they manufacture the paper and the ink nowadays so that if you have it a month later, if you just like folded it in half, it just has completely faded away and is illegible. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left, or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.